25 years on the PGA Tour and a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Jay Delsing brings you his perspective on one of the world's greatest games as a professional golfer and network broadcaster. It's the game that connects the pros and the average Joes. Brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Golf with Jay Delsing is now on 101 ESPN. Good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Delsing. I'm here with my buddy, John Perlis. Perley, good morning. I'm ready to go. I've done my meditation. I am, <laughs> I am like in a zen, calm state, ready to go. Wow. I don't... Yeah, well, Indeed, I think we should go. I, I think we just, I don't, we should I just turn this over to Pearly. Can I we, hope you I can't hang, hang with, with me today. Well, before we the show, like around the golf, um, this first segment is called the On the Range segment, and it's brought to you by Golf Discount. Golf Discount is where St. Louis shops for all of its golf needs. Hey, uh, Zen Master, yes, sir. would you like to um, cover our uh, social media outlets today for the no, folks? No, I, I definitely would not. You like haven't to. meditated to that level yet? <laughs> I, that's why I meditated to stay away from that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> our social media uh please reach out to us on social media if you feel like it twitter is at jay delsing we have facebook uh two two pages on facebook golf with jay delsing and jay delsing golf linkedin is jay delsing and the instagram keeps filling up because we don't know what our handle is okay. all right cool all right so today's show we got a great show for the folks today lots of stuff to cover yep yeah, so I got to spend about 35 minutes or so with Jim Cavanaugh. Jim Cavanaugh's CEO of Worldwide Technologies, a North County guy. We grew up not very far apart from one another in North County. He was the second overall pick in the MISL. That's where my brother-in-law, Tim, mm-hmm. Timmy Twillman, played for 10 years. Second overall pick in the MISL draft in 1986. He was the... Uh, uh, the soccer player of the year in 1983 just got a scholarship and now he's worth several billion dollars runs one of the most successful uh uh, private companies in the country mostly great dude yeah i just i I love the stories i'm anxious for people to uh to hear the stories and from the beginning of business and how he's kind of carried things forward and yeah yeah, it was a wonderful interview and yeah just into everything that the guy said. If you can't tell by this interview what kind of guy this exactly. guy is. I exactly. mean, and then we're going to talk, we, this President's Cup, we just can't seem to get away from it. We've got Brooks Kepka out, Ricky Fowler in. Uh, we've got a bunch of things to cover. Uh, Cindy Vickers is going to be with us in our Leading Edge segment to help you lower your physical handicap. Uh, so let's just jump right into the Fowler Kepka thing. Let's jump into it. Jump right in. Um, all right, so... Well, I was wrong. Knew this is, go ahead. Yeah, no, I no, was wrong. wrong. I want to hear about that. I know, I hear about of course. That. Well, that's not, no shocker to our listeners. But um, I said something about a meniscus tear for Kepka. It's not. It's a patella. Much bigger deal. Much bigger deal. So he uh, called Tiger, and um, I think it was just yesterday, said, I can't go. And well, so, interesting. First of all, let's back up for a second. How did he get the tear? Do you know? He said playing while he was playing. They didn't say it was necessarily a tear. It could be a strain. I Whatever, don't know. But something happened. He heard it playing in Korea. Okay, when he was actually yeah. playing. Because, I mean, the guy works out really hard. So I was yeah. wondering, you know, if that's where it came from. Well, you know what, bro? That's a good point. Because remember Brandel? was given oh, yeah. all sorts oh, of yeah. grief and said, you don't want to turn out like Tiger. And I'm sitting in my chair going, why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, look what happened to Tiger. Isn't that terrible? He just had his 82nd win a couple, you know, a month ago. What? I That one left me or lost me. I didn't understand. Yeah, it. you know, well, Brandel being Brandel, which uh, in a lot of ways we love with all the, uh, the perspective and things he brings to the table. Uh, but you do wonder... Back to, you know, you and I have talked about this. Back in our college days, we were prohibited, really, from working out. I think we could do some road work, a little jogging, some things like that. But we were told absolutely to stay out of the gym, probably for very different reasons. These guys are going in there, and, you know, it's hard to believe that you can be in the gym working as hard as they appear to be working in the the stories you hear. And then actually go out and be walking a golf course and, and playing and getting hurt. So that we talked about this way back when we started the show. My opinion is that this kind of stuff is going to be coming up like never before. Golfers have always struggled with backs mm-hmm. and wrists and things like that. But, John, 
the, the swing is so violent now. You can tune your body up as much as you want, but you're swinging the club 125 miles an hour and taking a piece of turf out with that. Yeah. I mean, it. No, anything I, could happen. Obviously, and that you know you can understand because. Uh, 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 Brooks had the uh, the wrist injury, which was a huge deal, and you know he he talked a lot about how scary that was, and literally wondering if he could play. I'm assuming he meant play at a super high level. So it's no surprise to me that if he doesn't think he's 100, percent I mean, uh, you'd like to think after the guy went through that scary wrist injury relative to his career, that he's going to make sure he's right before he comes back out. This whatever Brooks Kepka does has an just like a fog of drama, of of mystery, and I feel like um, he's not going to play again until he's ready. He's not going to rush it right, back. Right, I agree, and, and you would hope he wouldn't. I mean, I want to see this guy compete and go at it for a long time. He does add a lot of drama. I would like to know if it's purposeful, if he's playing, playing the audience, playing the, the TV, or... If he's just like a drama guy, I mean, I get I, such a uh, kick out of the, you know, you and I were joking about the, the stretching poses and you know oh, in his yeah. underwear yeah, and the right. nude shots yep. and all this stuff going on. You know, what what how much how many nude shots were there uh, in your day when you guys you first came on the tour? Oh boy, could you imagine oh, that? Yeah, oh, I boy. mean they, they were published. We should say there was probably some nude shots running around here and there, <laughs> but uh, I don't I don't I mean. Uh, you don't know. You're okay. We're you, not you, even going there. I don't know what in the hell uh, happens with that. But um, what's interesting about Fowler being the addition, he did finish 11th in the in the standards. It wasn't like he was way the hell down the list mm-hmm. or completely out of the running. And I think um, Tiger said uh, this, it um, was the hardest call he had to make, you know, because I think he's friends with Ricky and um, uh, they, they teed a little bit down in Jupiter. And so it... Uh, It'll be interesting. Now, talk about Fowler. He hasn't played since he got married, which has been a month and a half or so ago. He, the marriage he factor some, is going to creep back he gets, in here again. No, he, he caught some intestinal <laughs> bacteria in, bacterial infection on his honeymoon. Okay, so what's the other stuff? So, you know, talking about he drama. He hasn't played. I mean, yeah. Talking about drama, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Tiger, yeah. Tiger's drama. Right, right, right. Brooks's drama. Ricky, he's like a great story. I never really saw drama there, though. Was there? No, I don't think I so. Mean, he I was, mean, he's he, just pretty. He came it pretty out, straight. He, yeah, he came out on tour, kind of looking like a motocross guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he wore his hat, kind of funky, and had a long yeah. hair and kind of that porn star mustache yeah. for a while. Yeah, that, and, uh, he, he needs to keep that. Tiger should say you can be on the team, but you can't have that mustache. That mustache he sometimes he either a... looks like that or the. ASU, Arizona State University, Sparky. It's a little Sun Devil guy. <laughs> he looks like that guy sometimes. Yeah, it almost looks like he just didn't, didn't, you know, wash his face or something well, in the morning. He's got a little and, dirt and, there. Anyway, he loved his popularity, how well yeah. he handles things, the history of the game, the respect he shows to the Arnold Palmers of the world, the Jack Nicholas's of the world. I mean, I'm absolutely a huge Ricky fan. It's uh, it's it's fun also when they pan the crowd when Ricky's playing. Everybody wears those flat build caps, and yep. they got Ricky colors on. Because I can't, obviously, I'm 60 years old. I can't get that in that style. I look at that. I just you need think to go back I'm, to that meditation it's, room, it's bro. You get anything. It's a little granule for me. You just get your head in the right spot. All right, so this is going to take us into our next um, kind of fun uh, uh, component of the show. Just came out with the list of the You cut me off on Ricky Feller? I am. Okay. Because we're going right back to Ricky. Okay. <laughs> okay. The nicest guys on the tour. Okay. Yeah. The nicest guys on the tour. So, you know, we who's have nicest not on guys here? versus money list. No. Oh, so we, we could do. We no, could, could look at that. You always hear that. Oh, you yeah. can't be a nice guy and, yeah. and play this game. You can't be a nice guy and play sports. Yeah. I don't buy that. You know anymore. what? We've only got a couple minutes left, so we're going to have to revisit this in our, uh, for this segment. We're, we don't have enough time to give. Cause this you is, just don't this want to be talking about fun. Ricky anymore. I can see where you're going with this. I like this. Man, I want I, this topic, Are though. you sure that you meditated? You didn't get the mind reading? Is there mind reading in there? <laughs> There's, you don't know what you can do when you meditate, and All you get right. to that quiet spot, that quiet center. Yeah, that's um, well, it's cool because this year's list has got Ricky Fowler on the top of the nicest guys on tour. Followed second by one of our favorites, Gary Woodland. Yeah, absolutely. And what you absolutely. know, and, and um, 
So we've got some quotes by some other players talking about you know other other people that are out there, but it's a where's it's Tiger a, on that it's list? It's a pretty good before list. Before we um, cut off, I only have five pages, so Tiger's not on there. <laughs> oh wait a minute, oh six pages. No, he's not on there. Um, yeah, I'm just kidding, but no, he's not. He did not make the list. Well, I, it was just a question. Yeah, and let's see. You know, so what? the top money winner of all time isn't on the list. It's just uh, maybe I'll make a point here. Is somewhere. number two on the list? Lefty. Is he on there? Philly Mick? Again, I only have five pages, so no, he's not on there. <laughs> he, he, he did not make the list. But um, Well, with those guys, they're going to get – they're billionaires, I think, are getting closer. They're going to get taxed a little extra by uh, the, uh, the they next – They can't afford the, to be nice. You yeah, know, exactly. Yeah, they got exactly. too much dough. Um, well, that's going to wrap up the On the Range segment. So come back to the front nine. I'm barely warmed up. John and uh, John's uh, in his uh, zen mode. I'm in, I'm not sure what kind of mode, but we're going to come back for the front nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Quick note, we just got a call from our friend Joe Sheezer at USA Mortgage. He said the rates are still below 4%, and if you mention Golf with Jay Delsing, he'll give you a discount on your closing costs. Please call him today at 314-628-2015. Do you folks know about a family-owned and operated jewelry business it's been in the St. Louis area since 1946. If you haven't heard the name Sutley before, well, you have now. They are the premier Hearts on Fire dealer in the metropolitan region and have been for more than 21 years. What's a Hearts on Fire diamond, you ask? It is the world's most perfectly cut diamond. The Sutleys are knowledgeable and passionate about your jewelry needs and are open six days a week. They will treat you like family and want to understand your wishes and desires. Their business thrives on developing personal relationships with you. Sully's also strive to stay on top of the latest trends in fashion with amazing selection of designer jewelry from famous designers like Lagos, Zengani, Simon G., just to name a few. It's all done at Sully's. Sully's is on the cutting edge of the diamond business, featuring the lab-grown diamonds that can cost 30 to 40% less than a mined diamond. Whether it's a hearts on fire, designer or custom jewelry, or even the new and innovative lab-grown diamonds, let Sutley Jewelers take care of all your jewelry needs. I have known this family for 45 years. Go in and see Gary. Ask for Gus. Ask for Laura. It's a family business, and they are terrific people. They're located in the Lamp and Lantern Village on Clayton Road, just west of Highway 141 in Town & Country. You can also visit them at saettele.com. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC, are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. The firm was started in January 2015 by Mike Doster, Jess Olam, and John Boyle, three veterans of the St. Louis real estate, banking, commercial, and corporate legal landscape. The firm was founded on the shared view that success should be measured by client and community satisfaction, not profits for partner. The firm's focus is on business, real estate, corporate, finance, and restructuring, and succession planning. Since its founding in 2015, Doster, Olam, and Boyle have been involved in real estate, business, and corporate transactions with a combined value in excess of over $1 billion. For decades, Doster, Olam, and Boyle lawyers have been recognized as leaders in their practice areas by their peers. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC. Extraordinary talent, ordinary people. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. I've known the proprietor of Pino Italian Soul Food, Pepe, for a long time. His place is at 7600 Wydown Avenue in a sweet little part of Clayton called the Moorlands. He likes to refer to his place as a neighborhood spot, and it is. All of their food is consciously raised. All of their breads, pastas, and desserts are handmade on the spot. The food is created with a Calabria region of Italy in mind, which is he refers to as the Creole of Italy, with influence from Greece, Northern Africa, and the Mediterranean. What do you need to know about Pinos? They want their customer and their experience to be fabulous. It's not about the chef. It's not about the ego or any of that other stuff. It's about a neighborhood place with great food. Go on and visit Pino Italian Soul Food today. Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for its golf equipment since 1976. Golf Discount has been and still is locally owned. They employ the most experienced staff you'll find anywhere. There are two locations, one in South County just off of Lee May Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. 
Golf Discount fits your custom equipment to your swing using the -the state-of-the-art GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures that perfect fit that you're looking for. Go to Golf Discount for all your golfing needs. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. You can find Jay online at jdelsinggolf.com. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Burley is with me here, and uh, we got to talk just briefly about uh, Whitmore. They've been terrific all year long. 90 holes of golf, you all know that. There's uh, multiple golf courses you get to play. The Missouri Bluffs, Links at Dardeen, Golf Club of Wentzville. No cart fees whatsoever. No assessments. Great facilities. Lots of of places to play. A 24-hour fitness center. A huge pool complex. There's tennis courts. Kids clubs. The kids club thing is something that's really becoming popular around the country where you can come and drop your kids off. They get to hang out with other kids They play video games. They can go play golf with some, you know, instructors that are out there. That speaks well of the future of the game if that's happening yeah, to really that degree. They're really doing a great job out there. Junior tennis or swim teams available if your kids want to do that. The, the social calendar. We're getting into the holiday season and um, Whitmore is extremely active. You know, we had Bummer. I had my ass kicking out there. Bummer took me down and well, didn't treat me very Hospitably at all. I think we need him on the radio show so he can crow a little bit. Is yeah, he a crower? He, no. He's oh, such a good guy. No. He's, just he's such a good guy. Yep, yeah. he is. Uh, but there's there's golf league skins games. Bummer and the staff out there, they do a great job. So uh, visit them at WhitmoreGolf.com. All right, Pearl. Let's just briefly go over this, uh, the list of the nicest guys. Okay. Again. Okay. Top, I'll read the top 10. All right. Goes yep. Ricky Fowler, Gary Woodland, Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, Webb Simpson, Adam Scott, Harold Varner the third, Tony Finau, your boy, Tony yep. Finau, Scott Stallings, and Mark Leishman. My man Lucas Glover finishes eleventh. JT Justin Thomas, twelfth, Brant Snedeker. 13th. So those are all those are all super good guys then. Here here's the thing that I tell people all the time. If you take the top players and leave out Tiger, if you go with Rory and you go with uh, Spieth. Now, I know he's had some trouble the last year and a half, but we're talking about, the, the you know, how our show is. Sure. Close, close. Close. That's right. So we got Rory. We got Spieth. Jason Day. Justin Thomas. Ricky Fowler. These guys are great, great players. They're great people. You know, I've never met uh, Jordan Spieth. And I'm definitely a fan. I like when people just do well, and, and he's an he's, he's intense guy out there. But he 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 is such a talker, and he's such a I don't know. Sometimes negative it, it appears to me. He's so jumpy on the course. Yeah, he so is. I didn't know how he that is. would be perceived by yep. the other guys. I know they travel together. I yeah. know they all came up for the yep. junior ranks together. But I also think that if they, if he's being seen as such a good guy, and he's gone through the quote troubles, he's still yeah. doing extremely well. But the troubles compared to when he was kind of leading the golf world a couple of years ago, that speaks great of him too that if he's handling that lull in his game if you will i'm i, I think that's awesome you know it's easy to be a good guy at the, uh, once you're on top that's right you know who's number one on this list last year no jordan speed well, okay so there you go so he's dropped like a rock in this yeah thing. dropped all the way down to three but um <laughs> yeah anyway so let's talk quickly about yep. the 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 turnover at cbs and the cbs golf team Gary McCord and peter costas out i'm going to tell you that i know those guys really well i took lessons from peter costas no. No what? No. I can't say what I was just going to yeah, say. Yeah, well, don't. They've had great careers. I, they if, have. If, and you know great, what? We were it, so – I am such a fan of changing. Yeah. Well, but, I would, but let's go back to change then. It was a change when you brought those guys on because the, the golf world had never heard anybody really like Gary McCord. Right. Gary McCord's been doing it for over 30 years. He's 72 years old. Time to go. You just think of though the early years. I mean, everything was so yep. stay. And this yep. guy comes right. out there, and he's he's he was, uh, he's funny. Yep. He's changing oh, the, the mannerisms. He's he's challenging. That he's kind of making that Peter uh, Jacobson stuff that happens yes. on on TV. They're kind of they're kind of joining forces. So those guys have both, and for me, much more so. Um, uh, McCord than Costas. McCord really changed and moved things around, and I think that was important. Uh, you know, we is it, t- is it, it time? We, we needed it. It's probably time. It's probably time for him. Did CBS handle it well? 
terribly. What happened? I don't even they know. They just called him and said, you're out. Ah, that's terrible. Then. That's absolutely terrible. I mean, terrible. they've been doing this for that long. and He they, needed to have a little... Swan song. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Around I, the track. I, absolutely. I, I, I talked to McCord. He's like, all I wanted to do is say thank you. Yeah. You know, and he's so McCord and Costas, they both of in Scottsdale, look for something at the waste management. They will do something special there. I hope They're so. They're both classy people yep. and, um, and, and did a, a great job for the game. And now Davis, great guy. Davis Love the third. I've I've had so many people say to me, is Davis Love just this snotty, stuck up? And I go, a hundred percent no. Right. He is, ex- and they're like, he looks like this little rich kid. And I'm like, well, I don't know where you're, you know, yeah. I've had multiple people say that. I said, he's as good a guy as there is. Well, and, one of the all-time great players. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Hall of from, Famer, from, a golf, from a golf family, big time. wins, uh, a major championship at Wing Foot. He won the PGA championship there. You, What year was that, Pearl? What? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, he did win the PGA championship at Wing Foot. Wingfoot, and uh, I think it was 97, but don't check that. Um, but I think it's time, I mean, to CBS. It's going to be interesting to see. They're going to bring in Mark Immelman, Trevor Immelman. So you're going to get those, and I am, those accents, those, that, that South African accent. I love me some Nick Price and love, yeah. you know, our buddy mm-hmm. Trevor Dodds from Namibia, David Frost, Ernie Els, good friends, good guys. But, man, I just don't know how that's going to translate uh, – on the TV, but they did not call and ask my opinion, did they, for you? Not that you're aware of. No. No, but that's why we have the show, so we can go ahead and... We can say whatever the heck we want to say. Absolutely. Well, I think the accents, obviously, the ladies tour, they do the same thing. The Golf Channel, they've got the beautiful lady uh, hosts uh, on that with the uh, with the accents. So that's just something that they feel, I'm assuming, uh, sells the game. I think that can wear thin if the people aren't steeped in their knowledge and experience so uh we'll see yeah. uh, all those guys are obviously Immelman uh, a major winner yeah. uh, there's there's they, yeah. they bring a lot of other things to the table and so I think it'll be interesting for your stands on uh what do you have what are your what's your take and we have to go but where what is your take on the accent I mean think about I like that. it you like, I like it. it yeah I, overdone wears me out but uh, I like it but again we're going to get to see uh, Davis Love and get to know his personalities because that will all be out there for everybody to see. And I'm with you. I think you're going to see just a real solid uh, golf ambassador. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Nick Faldo fits into this whole thing with Davis, how they're going to do it. Sir, Sir Nance, excuse obviously. me, excuse me. Sir Nick. Yeah, like I said, Nick Faldo. Sir not one of, not Nick. one of my faves. Anyway. That's going to do it for the uh, for the front nine segment. You are so funny on your faves and non-faves. Oh, I got to play with these guys. There's uh, You learn a lot uh, walking around There's five hours with some faves people. And faves. Yeah, that's right. They've earned that. Um, but to, coming back for the back nine, we are going to do a – you're going to get to listen to a great interview with, uh, with Jim Cavanaugh. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm here with Cindy Vickers, and we are uh, on this segment we call the leading edge. And um, – Cindy, good morning, and, and thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Jay. Good morning. Okay, so we we gave folks last week a little bit of an introduction as to why uh, and what lowering your physical handicap is going to look like. And today we're going to get more specific, and we're going to talk about balance and why balance is so important. Okay, well, you know, first of all, I think that that's not the first thing that comes up when you're talking to a golfer about what they want to do with their golf swing. And I, I know that all golfers know about it, but it, it really gets put on the back burner. So just to be really simple about balance, just imagine, you know if you're off balance, it doesn't matter how strong you are, I can just barely touch you and you're going to move. And you can't you can't even, an inch of movement in golf can make all the difference in It's a mile. It's an inch in golf is a mile, so you're so right. So, so just if we're talking about balance, here's some of the things that can happen if you cannot balance. You will probably have a great deal of difficulty getting out of the sand trap. You're, you're going to, that little bit of balance can affect your rotation and it can affect so much in that swing path that, you know, it just is going to make all the difference about hitting the, the ball squarely. So we're talking about balance. We're really talking about having a stable base and being able to control your butt, but one body part is staying still while other parts are moving. And you don't want things to move, like you said, like even an inch can be a mile. So when we talk about improving your balance, what we're looking at at balance, it's 
really proprioception, and those are all those little nerve endings that are telling your body where you are in space and time. They're everywhere in your body, but it also affects your acceleration and your rotation, and just knowing, and your brain knowing what is happening when things are moving in different directions. And then the other part of it is muscle strength. And it's very particular muscle strength. There's a lot of muscles involved, but the big ones are your glute medius, which is that side of your hip muscle, and your soleus. And that's the muscle in your calf that if you were, for example, to do a toe raise, you're raising up your toes. If you do it with your knees bent, then you're exclusive, exclusively working your soleus. So we really have to look at those. Uh, knee flexibility. I'm not sure I have a soleus. Soul, maybe. Do you I? Know. You do. <laughs> probably. You probably. Yours is probably like I might not eighteen have a soul inches either. long. Yeah. No. In um, a wingspan, like a pterodactyl. No, I think I think what's what we're what we're talking about here in balance is there's so many uh, flaws that that balance bad balance is caused by. And if you look at tour players, ninety nine percent of them have perfect balance when they swing the club. There's a few that come to mind that don't over the years, but for the majority of the time, they are rock solid on their feet. So sometimes you're talking about tipping over, but sometimes you're talking about just shifting your weight and not realizing that's part of balance, right? So just at a dress, if your spine's tilted, okay, which it probably is going to be if you're, you know, one hand's in front of the other, then some, some people will shift their weight and they're out of balance. They don't realize it or their balance isn't equal from their heels to their toes, Um so it's a it's a big deal of awareness and how you're planting your feet, but it's, you really have to be really grounded with your muscles to hang on to your balance. So it's obvious just listening to you and describing parts of the body and, and your eye is so important, and, and that's why we want our listeners to plug into this so that they they can take this thing to the next level and and lower their physical handicap. So the thing is, so your inner ear can affect your balance a lot. And if you've had, if you've had a lot of inner ear infections or have problems with vertigo, that's something that may not be correctable. But you can train it. You can make it better. There's actually ways to train it. And then obviously you can train your muscles. You want to reach out and contact Cindy? Call her at 314-323-2004. After 25 years on the PGA Tour, Jay Delsing takes you behind the scenes from the eyes of a pro. Now back to more golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Pearlie and I are here, um, and this is the back nine. Um, we are going now to the interview I had with Jim Cavanaugh, the CEO of Worldwide Technologies. So enjoy this, this interview. Man, you've had such an interesting life. You're a North County guy. You went to Rosary High School and were a, just a great soccer player. You were named the MS Player of the Year in, in uh, uh, 1983. You were on the 1984 Olympic team in Los Angeles. Um, you still have soccer running through your uh, through your life in so many ways with um, you know the FC St. Louis and uh, you're the president of the Scott Gallagher board i mean talk a little bit and tell us a little bit about growing up in north county and how big soccer how big a part of your life soccer's been jim yeah jay as you know uh growing up in that part of town uh it was i would say uh, very much a, a middle class kind of uh neighborhood that we collectively lived in uh that being said i thought it was a great place to grow up uh, my dad was a bricklayer, so I came from, you know, someone that uh, uh, I think absolutely instilled in me what, uh, 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 you know, a hard day's work was. And that's kind of how he looked at it, uh, whether it was things that he expected out of my, myself, my brother and my sister. Uh, so, you know, fortunately, uh, growing up in that area, you know, as you mentioned, soccer was a, a sport that was played by, by many and uh for my own benefit i learned so much playing soccer growing up <laughs> learned learned uh uh you know i would say the a, a lot of the, the values and habits of hard work and discipline and teamwork uh that you know these are things that have lived on you know that i i think about daily even in my as a ceo uh and managing and leading people and how important teamwork is and you know, never losing that that uh, work ethic and grit and determination. So, uh, lessons learned playing up playing soccer uh, have 
you know, I've been able to, to fortunately apply in so many different aspects of my life, and I, I just feel very fortunate uh, to it. And that, you know, on top of it, I, I love the game, love to play, and uh, I, I just love to be a part of it for so many different reasons. Well, Jim, in 1986, you were the second player picked overall in the MISL draft of Major Indoor Soccer League. What a thrill that had to be. Yeah, it really was, Jay. You know, I was uh, uh, extremely fortunate to get picked, you know, second in the draft. And I will tell you, growing up, playing on a lot of different teams, I was cut on a number of different times. So I, I would say, you know, perseverance and hard work absolutely does pay off and it doesn't mean you're going to be the second pick or you're you're going to have success and what but i'll tell you this it definitely gives you your probability of being successful and whatever you do if you you bring that kind of grit and determination and work ethic the probability of success whether in sports our our, our general work is is going to be better and uh that was one thing uh, you know I could have gave up when I was growing up uh, because I was caught a number of different times at different teams and got a good you know the good fortune of barely getting asked at the last minute to get a scholarship to St. Louis University and from that standpoint uh, uh, Harry Keough at the time saw something in me and I uh, played every game and every minute for him and that literally uh, created some opportunity that some of the Olympic team coaches saw me play and. Uh, you know, and I and you just kind of, you know, it's another lesson learned. I would say is just taking those opportunities when they present themselves and recognizing it and jumping on it, uh, and uh, that's what I did. And it kind of catapulted me into a position where I had the good fortune of being picked in the second uh, as the second overall pick in the 1986 draft, which I was I was very fortunate to get that. I, I mean, Jim, playing on the Olympic team, I mean, what a thrill that is. But one of the things that you said that rings so true to me is um, I think Jack Nicholas said, the harder I work, the luckier I get. And um, with no, some it, of your successes, yeah. I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, no, you're spot on. And it, it you know, I, I, it's, you know it, it's such a simple, simple statement, but it is so true. And I think there's, you know, again, a lot of people that, don't completely understand it doesn't mean that every thing that you do is going to turn to success but i can assure you if you build into your own personal habits into your dna that you know you just you don't run from hard work you run to hard work and you learn to enjoy that and and those things you know over time opportunity will present itself uh and you, you need to take advantage of those opportunities. Uh, but a lot of times those opportunities don't present themselves unless you're willing to put the time, effort, and, and, and work into it. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's something that everybody can take and, and learn to, you know, the importance of, of hard work, grit, and determination, because I think it, uh, it, it pays off for everybody. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And you know what's interesting, Jim? There's a couple things. You have to put yourself out there, don't you? You really have to have some stretch goals, and you have to have this dream or something similar that, that gives you some of those, what some people might have looked at, at least they did in my case, you know, kind of crazy ambitions. And then as I look at the back at the failures, I think I learned so much more about myself through them than some of the successes. No question, Jay. I, I, I think it, uh, it's, it's a hard one. I've been uh, uh, thinking about those different things. I actually just uh, finished reading a book uh, called uh, The Obstacle is the Way. Uh, and, it, you know, basically the moral of the story is, uh, you know, if, you're, if you set your mind uh, in the right way that, you know, where you actually embrace challenges and you embrace obstacles that are in your way, you will get better. And that's how you do get better. You, you, you will get, you will probably learn a lot more from your challenges and your setbacks than you will from things that became easy and you've had great success with. So uh, I, I think that is very true. And I, and I would say even the, my point as long as, you know, I've been a part of the game, but uh, the game of soccer, but also just a part of business, uh, creating this mindset that, 
you want to constantly learn and you want to constantly get better. And I think that can be a trap. You as a professional golfer, uh, the same thing applies in soccer and the same thing applies in business. I think one of the biggest uh, uh, problems or I would say hurdles that people can run into is when they think that they've mastered the game or they think that they've mastered uh, being a leader and running a business, that's when I think you start, you know, you will start running into problems because I think you got to create that mindset that you're always trying to learn and get better. Well, for me, Jim, that kind of would breed complacency. And I can remember some of the times when I was playing my best, if I didn't stay up with doing the things that got me there, I'd fall right back into the same bad habits. Yes. And, you know, that's, that's another, you know, it's another one of those. I mean, you, you push yourself to, to learn and get better. But uh, as you know, Jay, I mean, and boy, and I'll tell you, golf is a, is, can be a penalizing game. Uh, talking about a, a game of inches and tweaks uh, that, you know, can impact, you know, your swing and, and just all kinds of things. Uh, but I think those good habits, uh, you know, learning what good habits are all about, learning how to put those in play and to make sure you never forget them. Uh, just go a long way in both sport and in uh, business and leadership. Yeah, I have to say, you know, you talked about your dad and, and the, the, the values that your parents instilled in you. And I think having that as part of your toolbox, so to speak, is just, you know, one of the things that I love about growing up in North County. It was it was pretty much blue collar and it was um, uh, it, it, some of those things are just priceless now as I look back at them. Yeah, they really are, uh, and I, I I would not I would not give away any of that. I you know I I think the I had the good fortune of having two still have two great parents who uh, who taught me so much whether they realized it or not. And uh, some of those things were around, like I said, just you know being being loyal, being respectful, uh, hard work, uh, being willing to you know grind things out. Uh, you know, and those, those are just, I, I think things that, you know, you, if you can build those into just who you are and what's important, uh, they, they can apply to, to so many different, so many different things. And I think, you know, whether people realize it or not, I think also, uh, going through some tough times, you know, whether, you know, personally or business or sport, uh, they may not feel so good when you're doing it, but, uh, they will make you stronger. And I think it's just reflecting back on some of those things and recognizing, you know, uh, those values and behaviors that, 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 uh, that are very important to you as an individual and can be very important to your own personal success. Yeah, Jim, if, if we kind of transition now in 1990, your, your business career um, kind of took off. I'd really love to hear how you and David Stewart kind of met, but Man, when when I hear your name mentioned around town and in circles, it's always about, man, this guy is so down to earth. He's so one of us. He's so um, authentic. And then I, I look in one of the things that in your core values with your business, it's most important to you is the word trust. And 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 you're so concerned about the culture at Worldwide Technologies. And I've had the great fortune of being with some really amazing companies, or, uh, especially here in town, like Enter Enterprise and Emerson, and even worldwide. And when you're with a, a company that has great culture, it is a whole different world to live in. Yes. Uh, no, I, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, again, a lot of things that, whether it's growing up, personally and, and learning some of those, I, I would say those values and behaviors, uh, you know, and applying those in, you know, playing as, as an athlete uh, and, you know, uh, also uh, working as a, a, a member of a team, whether it's in sport or it's in business, those things are incredibly important to me. And I also, I also believe, you know, creating a culture, you know, I can tell you, you know, first starting a business, I really didn't even understand what 
culture meant relative to a business. I understood there were different cultures, you know, around the world, but what did that really mean? Uh, I can't say that, you know, that was something I really understood when we first started. What I did understand was that, you know, you, you, you need to treat each other, you know, with respect and you need to always, you know, and, and have each other's back and, be willing to work hard and to be work and, you know, and always looking out to work as a team because, you know, that's what business is, is about. It's bringing individuals together and working collectively and collaboratively to deliver outcomes that are much bigger than the individuals uh, working individually or separately. And so, you know, moving forward, a big part of that, I've clearly figured out how do you create, an organization of individuals that come together collectively as a team. And that then when you start looking at that's growing, that becomes the culture and that culture has to be based on a certain set of values and behaviors that you expect your organization to live and breathe uh, on a daily basis. And that can permeate and proliferate globally. We have people all over the world, whether it's in the U S or China or Brazil or, you know, London and, you know, Singapore, and those same values and behaviors we expect, and they're, you know, very simple to, to build that, you know, trust and to have a high level of integrity, how you work with each other. So when I look at it, you know, you brought up the, the word trust. I think it is such an important word. Uh, and if you have it, things can move forward very quickly. You can make decisions quickly. You can work through challenging situations quickly. Uh, and collaboratively, if you don't have it, things tend to take much longer and at times come to a screaming halt or a screeching halt uh, because people can't make decisions because they're not sure what someone else is thinking or what their ulterior motive is. So uh, I look at that and it's really, really important to, 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 to build an organization that is a great place to work and to make sure that those foundation, foundational values and the behaviors are understood and are executed against. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned one that um, I'm glad people feel that I'm uh, a fairly down to earth individual and, you know, growing up, you know, as we have uh, in a working class family and I don't believe that anybody's better than anybody. It just so happens that I've got a title and a role uh, that says I'm the CEO. And to a certain degree, that means, I, I have responsibility to make sure everybody treats each other with respect and there is no hierarchical class. But at the end of the day, also someone has to make decisions and difficult decisions at times. So, uh, you know, but that doesn't mean you, do, you look at anybody differently. Okay, so we've got to cut that interview in half. This is going to wrap up the, the back nine, but don't go away. We'll wrap up that interview. We'll have a few comments and uh, – uh, Pearlie and I will be back for the 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I want to thank Whitmore Country Club for sponsoring my show, Golf with Jay Delsing. There's 90 holes of golf at Whitmore. If you join out at Whitmore, you get privileges at the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are included in that membership. There's no food and beverage minimums and no assessments ever. They've got a great 24-hour fitness center, a large pool complex, three tennis courts, a year-round social calendar that is rocking out at Whitmore. There's kids' clubs, junior golf, junior tennis, swim team available for your children. This is a family-friendly atmosphere, a wonderful staff, and you've got to go to the golf shop and visit my friend, Bummer. He is an absolute treat. Don't forget about the golf leagues, their skin games, members' tournaments. Bummer and the staff out of Whitmore are continually running cool and fun golf events for you and your family. Visit their website at whitmoregolf.com. Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for its golf equipment since 1976. Golf Discount has been and still is locally owned. They employ the most experienced staff you'll find anywhere. There are two locations, one in South County just off of Lee May Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount fits your custom equipment to your swing using the state-of-the-art GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures 
that perfect fit that you're looking for. Go to Golf Discount for all your golfing needs. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company is proud to be an official sponsor of 101 ESPN's newest show, Golf with our friend Jay Delsing. Just like Jay, Urban Chestnut is born right here in St. Louis. With three local brewing and restaurant locations, you won't travel far to sample straight from the source. If you're heading out to the links this weekend or if you're just in the mood for a classic German-style beer, grab a four-pack of our fresh, refreshing Zwickel Bavarian Lager wherever craft beers are sold. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, St. Louis, Missouri. Prost! St. Louis has so much going for it right now. A new soccer team on the way. The Blues made a historic run to bring home the Stanley Cup. And we have a growing startup community making St. Louis a household name for innovation nationally and internationally. Pride is not just who we were, but who we are becoming is the new banner call for St. Louis. And the forward momentum is exciting to see. But is your banking partner moving forward with you? Are they a part of your community or sitting hundreds of miles away making decisions that affect the forward momentum of you and your business? Well, St. Louis Bank is a locally owned community bank for the St. Louis region. And like what's happening in our area, St. Louis Bank is innovating community banking to help you move your business and our region forward. St. Louis Bank, let's move your business forward together. Find us online at stlouisbank.com, connect with us on LinkedIn, or call us at 314-851-6200. It's time for the 19th hole on Golf with Jay Delsing. The back nine is brought to you by St. Louis Bank. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. John is with me. We're headed to the 19th hole. Um, Man, I've got a great partner in this show, Dean Team Automotive Group. This is the... Oh, I thought you were talking about me. Yeah. You too, Zen Master. Uh, the, uh, this is what we call a fine drive with Jay. I had a couple of fine drives. Not in, in one round, but, you know, like a month I had a couple of fine drives. But uh, the, if you need a car, this is, these are the guys you need to go to. I told you a couple of weeks ago I bought a car for my daughter, Joe. We bought a used uh, Volkswagen from their Kirkwood store and uh, Brent and... Uh, Colin were just fantastic. The experience could have gone better, um, and they cared. They let us take the car around. We got to drive it as much as we wanted. They let us take it home for the weekend. Um, These guys have just about any vehicle you want. The brands, they cover them all. They also have a really cool um, customized golf cart division. It's uh, DeanTeamGolfCarts.com. We're going to get a family member on and talk a little bit about these. These are street legal. You and I have seen them before. Music. Yeah, different tires fun, a lot yeah of fun. they're really fun um it's kind of a curveball in the golf world you know when you get these macked out uh golf carts and uh get guys to get to get a little creative with it traditionals don't know how quite how to handle some of that yeah but if you're a car guy you have got to go visit dean team automotive uh the auto sports uh uh dealership they've got about 10 million dollars in cars just in that dealership alone and any of these luxury cars that you've ever heard of be Bentleys and Ferraris, Maseratis, Lamborghinis, McLarens, Rolls Royces. They've got a Porsche 918 Spider that costs more than, I don't know, it's like a million and a half dollars. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, they have five locations. They're all on Manchester Road. Um, they're just about to open a new Volvo dealership in Maplewood. The golf cart division's also in Maplewood. So anything you need for your vehicle choices, go to deanteam.com. Make sure you heard it on Golf with Jay Delsing. All right, let's go back and listen to uh, Jim Cavanaugh's, uh, the remainder of his interview. On this show, we love telling stories, and, and I did some digging. And do you mind telling us about the time early, early in your career when you rented a truck and drove some uh, PCs to Omaha? Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> kind of a funny story. It was, you know, many many years ago but, but you know it's in kind of in the spirit of the mantra of we've had it worldwide for years and years and years of doing whatever it takes and you kind of go through those peaks and valleys of things and you know as we mentioned there were opportunities that presented themselves so we were at this point i think it was probably like in 94 95 so, that we were building pcs in a building that's not too far from where we are today where i'm at at my corporate headquarters at our corporate headquarters and uh we built we we're building pcs on, on the weekend and then 
Uh, we had two customers up in Omaha, the uh, U.S. Corps of Engineers and STRATCOM, uh, Strategic Air Command, uh, were two of our customers. And uh, myself and Joe Koenig, who you know, I went to college with, both played soccer together. We, he's working here. Joe's the president. Uh, we, we wanted to provide a higher level of service and understand exactly how some things work. So we packed up uh, the, the PCs over the weekend on Sunday, Sunday morning, and drove the truck, the U-Haul truck, up to Omaha with about 500 or so PCs uh, to deliver to these, these two customers. And it was kind of funny when we got up there the next morning when we were delivering them. We, we basically went and delivered the PCs first thing in the morning. We were in jeans and a T-shirt and delivered the PCs. And then uh, when we were done delivering to the warehouse, we had our suits in the back of the u-haul truck so we were in the back by the loading dock and we went in the back and got in the back and uh took off our jeans and our our t-shirts whatever we delivered and then put a suit and tie on in the back and came out of the back of the u-haul truck and the guys that were back there uh smoking a cigarette at the dock door <laughs> were looking at us kind of laughed and saying weren't you the two guys that walked in and were delivering the pcs and we're like yep yeah, with the same one now we got to go make a sales call to uh some of the some of the you know it and procurement folks so uh so it's you know it's just one of those stories you know in that process uh, i will have to say you got to be careful do things that you're good at unfortunately joe said be careful I, as we were driving this truck uh, we were going through an underpass or, or under an overpass <laughs> and uh, fortunately we did stop because if we had went forward the truck would not have made it we'd end up running into it so, so we had to back up and go another direction. So, but it's, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, as whether an athlete or in business, uh, the mindset, you know, has got to be, you've got to be willing to do whatever it takes at that point in time, you know, to drive the business uh, forward. And that was exactly what we've done numerous times here at Worldwide. It just, you know, it just didn't all fall together. It's, <laughs> We've had our uh, trials and tribulations over the years, and you just got to have that kind of mindset to, to work through those things. Yeah, that's that's what it that's what getting it done looks like, and uh, I, I just love that story. So, Jim, one of the things that I wanted to kind of shift our gears or kind of combine our thoughts is, um, um, man, St. Louis has just got so many great things going for it right now as a community. The Blues just won the Stanley Cup, and I know you're a part owner of the blues and, and, and a long time, long time suffering fan like myself. And, and to bring home the Stanley cup is, is really awesome. And now, you know, um, we've got a new soccer club coming to St. Louis. And um, I mean, it's, it's just exciting as, as hell for uh, a, such a soccer rich community like us to get our arms around that. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't be more excited about it. And I, and I look at it, Jay, as you mentioned here, it's, it's, a, it's a twofold and more, more actually multifaceted uh, benefits that I think that come out of, of sport and, and how that all connects with the community and business and people and just, you know, just the overall, uh, call it, uh, community and economic impact on the community. So when you look at, you know, the blues, uh, and the Cardinals, uh, you know, that it has such, you know, they, they create brand recognition for St. Louis, you know, first of all, and then too, when you, you, you know, you, you look at, you know, the, what it does to the community. And if we want to, you know, continue to move St. Louis forward, we need that brand recognition and we need to create, you know, opportunity for, you know, our, you know, the, for the next generation of, of leaders and workers here in, in St. Louis and our extended and broader community. So I believe that sport can do that. And, and it's sport is not the end all, but when you bring sport and you bring, you know, baseball and, and you bring hockey and now soccer uh, at the MLS level to St. Louis uh, it's, it's, it's very exciting. And I think it does much more than just talk about the, the excitement around soccer, which is great considering it's the most global sport in the world. And it is the one that is being followed most aggressively by, you know, our younger generation and the millennials. So 
a lot of that has multi, you know, a multitude of positive benefits. And if you look at individuals, kids coming out of school here, whether St. Louis University or WashU or UMSL, getting those kids to stay in St. Louis and work. And a lot of them, you know, attraction to other cities can be, you know, soccer. It can be other sports. It can be economic activity in the, the downtown area. So, you know, it's exciting, Jay, to, to see what we're doing with MLS and bringing MLS in a new stadium downtown that's right next to Union Station. That's uh, just down the street from the Enterprise Center and the Blues and down the street from the Cardinals. So uh, just a lot of exciting things going on that I believe uh, we collectively as leaders and, and the community need to continue to push to be more progressive on all fronts. And that's on the, the business front, on you know, the front of jobs, on creating you know, uh, better connections to the universities and, and the millennials. And, and I think some of that can be done through uh, sports and soccer, I think, is, is one of them that, that, that has a great connection and opportunity. Well, Jim, we've seen just how sports can unify a community and we've seen we live in such a crazy world where there's so many opportunities for people to uh, pull us apart and to create different situations that are less than ideal and we've got a golf tournament now coming to uh, the PGA Tour Champions is coming to Norwood Hills for the next four years and all of the monies that this tournament raise is going to stay in North County and Jim I don't know if you know this I say this to my listeners as often as I can because I'm so proud to have just a small, small part of this. But the PGA Tour, since its inception, has donated, created about $3 billion worth of charitable support around the country throughout its, its different, dif- different tournaments. And, and um, y- you know, it's more money than the NFL, the MLB, NBA, and NHL have, have raised combined and it's just another example and now st louis is going to get a golf event and ascension is um gosh just a rock star when it comes to remind me of worldwide just when it comes to community involvement community citizenship and they're responsible for bringing this tournament up to north county area and man i couldn't be more excited and i know you guys are starting to get more involved in golf no i i think you know again i i, I look at just Sport in general, I, I think, has, has done a, a great job, you know, better connecting and giving back to the community. And, you know, you talk about what golf has done, how it's connected with the different communities and has gotten so engaged on different with different philanthropic organizations. And you see, you know, a, a number of the, the different uh, uh, sports, you know, whether it's baseball or hockey and, and soccer and you know, spending time with, uh, you know, the commissioner up in New York a few weeks ago just on our plan. Uh, you know, there is, you know, a big plan, you know, and they have a big focus on connecting with the community and inner city kids. And, you know, as you mentioned, Jay, I I believe, you know, the things that you've mentioned around, uh, you know, the tournament coming to St. Louis around golf and, you know, what Ascension's doing, uh, you know, these things are all synergistic. And I think just just do great things for our community, philanthropic organizations, and the better that we can take some of the different uh, sports organizations and connect with kids, which I know golf does it, soccer does it, of how to teach these kids, you know, good values and good good habits uh, that they can not only, you know, apply to playing that sport, but they can apply to how they manage and lead their life, which is the most important thing. So, uh, you know, it's exciting to hear a number of different things happening here in St. Louis. Yeah, it really is. I feel so fortunate, Jim, to be able to play this great game of golf. Uh, you know, I'm 59. I feel like I've never had to work uh, a job in my well, Jay, life. This, Jay, this is one I do have to interrupt on that, that, uh, that I'm going to need some serious help on my golf game. So, uh that's that is one i don't know that grit determination perseverance has paid off for me so uh that that is no that is it is one of the most enjoyable games and i say it i sorry for interrupt but i just, I just no no I think, please uh, 
I'm it's, glad. It's a it's an awesome game. I mean, anybody you know, you can play. It doesn't mean you have to play it well to enjoy it, but it's a fantastic game. Uh, but boy, it's a difficult one too. Sorry for interrupting. No, no. But Jim, if you would have seen me running down the soccer pitch, you'd have known why I walk after a golf ball. It's, it was a natural progression <laughs> for me to get a, get away from running. But um, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things that is is um, when when we talk just a little bit about being on the show today, just the what sports has done in our lives, you know, and how we try to. Um, enhance the communities that we love and the next generations that we love by by doing some of these things and and it's great to see it actually work uh they, no and it does work there no question about it uh you know being involved with the st louis scott gallagher soccer club over a number of years and playing and coaching and and now kind of leading the organization seeing how you can you can basically use the sport to help teach kids values you know important values and important habits about being on time about respect respect of coaches referees and other fellow players teaching them habits around the importance of like i said being on hard work being on time hard work you know uh, being a team player uh these, these things, you know, can be so, you know, transformational for these kids and, and can help lead them. And when you see these kids uh, talk about these things, not only about the game of soccer or the sport that they're playing, but the things that they've learned in the sport because you've intentionally trained them on these values and these behaviors, that is incredibly rewarding and inspiring for me. And when I see that kind of cascade and you teach your coaches how to coach, not only around the game of how to play the game, but how to behave and what's important, uh, those are some of the most rewarding things that I've seen. And I, and I say both in business and in soccer, uh, when you see you're able to impact people's lives uh, because of, of some of those things around the values and behaviors, uh, that's that's incredibly incredibly rewarding. It's it's so true, Jim. I can remember when we started the first tee in St. Louis, and I, it used to bring tears to my eyes when I see, you know, a, a young a young boy or young girl swinging a club for the first time and hitting that shot, and they come and turn around to you and look almost like they're shocked at how much fun it was, you know. And it was right. almost like, right. um, oh man, those uh, those feelings are just. Uh, invaluable and I want to thank you for uh, for being on with me today I want to thank you for what you're doing with our community it's great to be you know kind of pushing uh, the ball so to speak in uh, our same direction and um, we just as St. Louisans we have so much to look forward to now it's my pleasure Jay it really is and uh, you know I've been very very fortunate uh, you know, to be able to play the game of soccer and uh, to meet so many fantastic people, you know, across the United States, around the world, and many of them that I'm still in, you know, that I consider some of my best friends. Uh, and then also just, you know, staying connected to the community and a good fortune at work. So I appreciate uh, appreciate you having me on your show today and uh, talking through some of these, I think, are very exciting things going on here in St. Louis. So, uh, so thanks for, thanks for having me and, uh, uh, appreciate uh, all you're doing with the game of golf also. Okay. So Pearl, I don't even know where we don't have enough time to dissect that interview and do it. Justice, I loved it. But I loved it. What a cool, what, 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 a what, when he talked about culture and one of the most important things to him was trust and building trust, you know, and he also said, well, I have the, the title of CEO, but, you know, this is all about trying to pe- treat people evenly, respectfully, and uh, they're doing it. Well, that's why it's successful. I mean, when I go work with uh, with companies, it's all about the culture, and you can see it's it's something that you can't like put in a box, but you can sure feel it when you walk in a room, walk in a company, talk to somebody about the company. You kind of doesn't take very long to kind of know how things are being operated. And one thing I've learned: if the culture isn't good. 
you're going to see good people do very strange things that they're not happy with. Bad culture turns good people into really questioning themselves. So I, I loved when he talked about that, and I, I, I wish we'd have more time to talk to him more about where that come from. How right. did he first see that? And, and I'm going to just take the jump. It was from understanding sports at, at a high level because that's a huge part of where that comes from. I think we talk a lot about what we learn from sports, but that's a huge piece. Well, I asked him. And he said it came from his family, his father. His dad was yeah. a bricklayer. His dad was a hard worker. And he, they instilled to him the value of putting in that hard work. And then I think you're spot on with you couple that with the competitive drive and the hard work of sports and achieving some high-level things there. And it's, it's, it's a perfect blend. But I got to tell you, the companies that I get to work with, the pleasure of the guy, the enterprises of the world, the worldwide technologies, if it doesn't start at the top, you don't have it. Absolutely no doubt about that. <laughs> you can talk all you want, but if your CEO is pompous and a pain in the butt, it's it's not happening. There's the, z- zero doubt about that. You've Emerson got that exactly is another right. company that comes to mind. Dave Farr is a, just a gas, a fun guy, but he is real, he is honest, he is authentic. It's, yeah. They are the establishers and keeper of the culture. And again, I, I'm with you on the hard work thing, but just hard work alone, that, that's an element, but it's not everything that's going to form the culture. Oh, no, no, so, no, I, 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 but I liked your questions. I liked, I liked that whole piece, but that's where a lot of people are going to have their whole career and never understand that. And this show just flew by. Thanks so much for being with me. I'm so glad you got to meditate. Can you meditate uh, for I'll the next show, too? I'll meditate here. Um, um, oh, hopefully they can't hear that. Uh, <laughs> Pearlie's got his, his uh, legs crossed, and he's falling back in his chair. But, um, me, thanks so much for running the board for us, Brad Barnes. Great job. Um, we will talk to you next week. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hit him straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com, as well as at jdelsinggolf.com. Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors, We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.